You are listening to the Good Day Wellness Podcast, a podcast dedicated to boosting your mood. I am your host, Melissa Fideli, and I'm here to support you on the way to calming your mind and nourishing all aspects of your life. Together, we can bridge the connection between body and mind and make every day a good day. I'm super excited because today I have a guest on the show. I've got the lovely Danny Boulian, who is a qualified clinical nutritionist. She specializes in gut health, fertility, and women's health. She is an absolute powerhouse of wisdom, so I cannot wait to get into things with her. Today, Danny and I are going to discuss all things gut health and basically give you a guide to thriving gut. So let's get into it. Welcome, Danny. Thank you so much for having me on again. Yes. <laughs> How exciting. Yeah, no, I, lo- I love amazing. podcasting with you. <laughs> I know. We just talk and talk and talk. So yeah, I know. It's a good one. I feel like we're going to give people a lot of value today. A hundred percent. And one of the, I guess, most famous words, gut health yeah. or buzzwords, yeah. buzzwords. Buzz- Absolute buzzword Buzzwords. right now. Yeah, yeah. Yep, so absolutely. I thought, why not do an episode on it and like give them practical tools? So yep. you know, help people understand what it actually is, how it works, what the connection is back to how we feel and everything else in our body. So hundred percent, break that all down. A hundred percent. Very so before excited. we get into the episode, I have to know what is one thing you do every day to boost your mood. Do you know what? I found this to be a difficult question because I couldn't come up with one thing. (laughs) So I've created three, but I'll I'll do my top favorite. And my top favorite would have to be my 30 grams of protein in the morning eating breakfast. It was one of the things that I neglected for so, so long. Mm. And yeah, since since making sure that I'm having breakfast every single day, my mood is better. I'm so regulated. Um, I can think straight, and it just it just really like starts your day how it should. So good so, for anyone listening. Can you give an example of what 30 grams of protein actually looks like? Absolutely. So I guess one of my favorites now because it's summer in Australia is yeah. um, my smoothie. So I pack my smoothie with absolutely everything, and I know I guess you know, when it goes to winter, it's not going to be, you know, a year round kind of breakfast option. But for now, it is my, my whey protein powder with my coconut milk and lots of nuts and seeds and cinnamons and colostrum and lots of gut health kind of I guess, support. And I even put my liquid fish oil in there. So we get some nice DHA for the brain. Oh, and how does that taste in your smoothie? Can you taste it? It's it's flavored, so it's it's okay. not so bad. But okay. it, it is it is flavored. It's got a fruity flavor. So, oh. got to do what you got to do for that gut health. Perfect. So, thirty grams of protein in the morning. Yeah. It's a must yeah. for you. I love that. Absolutely, hundred so percent. My top. My yeah. top. So yeah. good. Well, that's a good one. I'm definitely um gonna take notes of that, and I'm sure everyone else listening will. I think Absolutely. breakfast can often be one of those things that people are like. No, I don't want to. I'm going to fast. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But I, I agree with you. I feel like when I do start the day with a solid breakfast, high mm. protein, it just does something to my mood for the rest of the day, and I just feel clearer and more concentrated, yep. and it's just a good feeling. So, hundred percent, and especially if we have caffeine. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. 
I was yeah. that person that would have caffeine on an empty stomach and yeah. say I was fasting. Um, but <laughs> uh, And then the rest of the day, I just feel really anxious. And then by mm. after lunch, it would just be a crash. So I'd eat lunch and then I'd yeah. feel really lethargic afterwards. Yeah. So I felt like just making that adjustment of actually eating, eating my breakfast, having that 30 grams and then having coffee. Absolutely. Oh, it, it changes the game. And if you've never yeah. done it before and you think, no, I feel really good, you know, having coffee on an empty stomach, because that was me. I was yeah. having so much coffee on mm. an empty stomach and I never knew how good you can feel when mm. you actually eat first and you stabilize yourself first. So it's huge. It's yeah. Love that so much. Huge. All right. <laughs> let's get into the gut stuff. Let's now, do it. Let's talk about, you know, why it is so important. Like what's the hype around gut health? Why is everyone talking about it? Mm. Why is it something we need to put attention on? Yeah. I think, well, like I said before, I think gut well, gut, gut health, sorry, <laughs> is a bit of a buzzword lately. Absolutely. And I guess, I guess for good reason, because so many people now more than ever are suffering with so many gut disorders, gut issues, gut symptoms. And, you know, I guess it's been difficult for a lot of people to work out what's normal and what's not um, and how to get that better. Because mm-hmm. I guess gut health is one of those things that affect people on the daily basis, whether they're aware of it or not. Um, and that comes down to, I guess, how in our bodies we are and how aware of the symptoms that come up for us are. But essentially gut health is, you know, your microbiome. We have a lot of gut bugs starting yeah. from the mouth all the way down and it governs a lot um, and especially our mood, which I know mm. is a big thing on this podcast. So, yeah. you know, the healthier the gut, the healthier yeah. your mood will be as well. Amazing. And I, I, I like how you said it is a bit of a buzzword at the moment. And like you said, a lot of people are suffering from these gut symptoms. And I think it's getting to the point where a lot of people thought that these gut symptoms were just a normal part of their life. Mm -hmm. And now Mm -hmm. because it's such a buzzword and everyone's talking about it, I think it's shifting people's perspective of, okay, maybe my bloating every single day isn't normal. And maybe, um, you know, my runny stools in the morning aren't normal. And it's kind of bringing a awareness to all of those symptoms as well, which I think is really, really important and such a good thing um, moving into, you know, the benefits of what our gut actually does for the rest of our body. Absolutely. And I think the more we get okay with speaking about it and speaking Mm. about these symptoms, the more awareness there is, you know, it shouldn't be a taboo topic. And I know it can be sometimes depending on the depth of which we speak about health. But I think, you know, the more awareness around the topic, the more we talk about it, the more we're aware of it, Mm. the better. And I guess the quicker the solution will come from that process. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I really want to get into, obviously, the connection, (laughs) the gut and the brain. Of course. (laughs) What it's all about here. Of course. how How and why does our gut have such a big impact over our emotions and how we think and how we feel? But, you know, as well as the gut, other functions in the body as well, like our immune mm. system and everything else. But mm. I'd really love to give everyone listening a bit of an introduction on that connection between the gut and the brain um, and how that connection really works. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we have something called the vagus nerve, which governs the gut to brain axis. And, you know, we can recognize this perhaps through the butterflies in the stomach or that gut feeling that you can't really 
you you can just explain everyone knows what it feels like you can't really explain it in words so that is that special nerve that runs from that brain to gut axis and you know that that nerve itself can be damaged by many things but I think we live in a world right now that we are extremely distracted by a lot of things so you know stress is really high blue light is really high we're not seated and eating in an environment that is relaxed anymore. We're not chewing yeah. our food anymore. We don't have those practices that are bringing us back to feeling grounded anymore. Mm. So I think all in all, this is affecting that entire process. Yeah. And, you know, that that nerve is there to tell us that it's time to eat and it's time to salivate. And, you know, it's, it's there for a reason. So I really love that you've brought up that connection between mm. lifestyle and gut um, mm. and really bring awareness to the things that are happening around us because I think it's often when it comes to nutrition topics and everything else, people look at it from kind of like an internal nutrients, mm. in and out kind of perspective, whereas mm. I think when it comes to gut health, the vagus nerve and, um, you know, our mental health, mm. a lot of the impacts on that actually comes from your lifestyle factors. You Absolutely. know, so like you said, what you're, who you're eating with, what you're exposed to, the things that are going on around you, the toxins, all of this stuff. Um, 100%. And that connection between the gut and the brain, that is where it can really be um, severed, I guess, and be a little bit mm. impacted. So mm. I really like that you've made that connection because I think it's important that we look at the outside factors factors as well yeah absolutely and we need to start looking at things as a whole you know we aren't separated as humans Mm -hmm. like yes we have different organs and we may be referred to different specialists you know in accordance to what's coming or what's presenting in the body but ultimately if you want to holistically heal you have to look at things as a whole Mm -hmm. and that is looking at the brain and the gut and and other things as well the immune system emotional health all of those factors, nervous system, menstrual cycle, all of that. So everything's so intrinsically connected. Yeah. So I guess the gut is really the core of everything. Like it is. Yeah. I just kind of imagine it as like it's this ball in the middle and then it's got all these (laughs) arms that go out to everything else. And all those arms are one is the immune system, one is your mental health, one is your hormones. So everything is kind of coming back to the gut. So I guess... Mm. You can say if your microbiome isn't populated with those beneficial bacterium and, you know, you're not doing things to nourish that every day, it's really going to impact all of those arms that are reaching out to other areas of your health. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the thing. If you're looking to make that change, you know, it's so Mm -hmm. important to look at things as as that whole, you know, and address your nervous system as importantly as your gut. And I've said this before. Look, you could give someone the perfect diet, the perfect supplement regime, the perfect everything. But unless they're willing to look at their emotional health, their nervous system health, their sleep and all of that process, this is how the brain and the gut are so intrinsically connected and You know, does someone ever fully heal if they don't address those factors? I love this so much. (laughs) I love talking to you because I feel like 
one of the things that I often talk about on the podcast and with clients and on social yeah. media is something that I call the foundations of your health. And yes. those things are sleep and hydration and sunlight exposure and yeah. all of these little things that, you know, we think are little. But yes. really, if you don't get those things right and you don't take the time to nurture those aspects of your health, of your life, you're going to find it really hard to heal your gut, to support your hormones, to, you know, have a thriving immune system and I think those are the things that are often overlooked and I think um, as a nutritionist and a holistic nutritionist it really is our job to kind of shift that perspective when people come to see us to say I'm not just here to give you a meal plan and put you on supplements I'm here Mm. to look at your whole life and Mm -hmm. show you that you need to sleep better and this is how we can do that and you know all of these great things so I love that you've said that because it's so important to really bring awareness to those foundations yeah and it's crazy because there was this saying from this old mentor and it just came to me then he says health isn't sexy and the we are searching for you know things that will fix us, but we have to go back to the basics. It isn't sexy. It's boring. We have to do those foundational things, you know, drinking water, sleeping properly, like you said, sunlight exposure. I guess people are like, yeah, I know that, but what is going to fix me? What's the tablet? What's the, you know, give me that supplement that's going to give me that result. But unfortunately, unless you have, like you said, the foundations of health there, it's going to be really hard to push further. Absolutely. So it's huge. And those foundations are essentially what nurture your gut and give you Absolutely. the nice gut microbiome and support the inflammation, like the reduction of the inflammation and all of those great things. So um, I guess a really good thing I sh- we should talk about is how do people know if things aren't right with their gut? How can we identify mm. that? Of course, there's the obvious things like bloating, which we're mm. all quite familiar with because we can see it and we can mm. feel it. Um, but what are some indications that maybe your gut health isn't in a good place and we need to work on it? Yes. So one of the not so obvious aspects, which I think is really in alignment with what we're talking about today is the whole brain health connection. So, you know, feeling brain fog, feeling that neurological fatigue or not being able to, I say this to clients when they're in clinic, like, do you walk into a room and you don't know why you're there? Or do you try to recall someone's name and you can't remember their name or a task that you were meant to do? And it's that neurological brain health component that is so intrinsically connected to, yeah, obviously the nervous system, but also the gut as well. So that is kind of like a not as obvious perspective, but it is so linked. And then you've got your more, I guess, obvious ones, which are like your IBM type banner symptoms like you know your constipation diarrhea or you know anything that's gut related like pain or nausea or reflux and things like that so yeah sometimes you have to look outside the box and although you may feel like say certain foods aren't impacting you on a digestive level it doesn't mean that they're not impacting you on a neurological level Yeah. And this is really why I wanted to do this episode, because Mm. I think, you know, when it comes to boosting your mood and supporting your mood and supporting concentration and all these great things that have to do Mm. with the brain, you know, I think it's 
that connection between the gut and the brain, it's something that we don't associate with because I feel like mm. a lot of the time we think brain, so we think our head, we think up exactly. Here. Yes. Okay. And then when we think of gut, we think of something separate because we're like, okay, it's in our it's in our stomach area. It's down it's down below in our core. Yes. So I think it's you know it's really important to know that just because they're in separate areas within the body, it mm. doesn't mean that there is not that connection. And that connection is really important to looking at. Okay, well, one of the symptoms for my gut issues are actually my brain fog. So how can we improve that? What are things I can do yeah. to nourish my gut to look at that? Um, yeah. I love that you've brought up that neurological connection because yeah. I feel like in a lot of ways when people talk about gut health, that's not mentioned. I feel like yeah. it's a lot, of, a lot more of those physical symptoms like bloating and, and diarrhea and constipation and IBS and mm-hmm. um, the neurological side is often quite missed so it is yeah thank you for shedding light on that it's (laughs) it's good so I think I what I want to do on this episode is I really love to create a bit of a how-to guide when it comes to gut Mm. health so Mm -hmm. you know we've touched on the symptoms we've touched on that connection between your mood and your gut but I guess what I want this to be is you know, what can people actually do day in, day out to support their gut? You know, what are five things Mm. we should be focusing on? And I want this to be simple things, you know, Mm -hmm. things that are often overlooked, you know, like we Mm -hmm. talked about the foundations of health and and how Mm -hmm. that can impact. I think um, when it comes to gut, a lot of people think that they need to do a big cleanse, they need to fast, Mm. they need to, you know, take these extreme supplements. Um, but let's look at the practical things we can do every day to really support that thriving gut health. If I were to pick the top and go down, mm. um, I would probably look at some of the behaviours around what we do around mealtimes to begin with. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be, you know, chewing your food, eating mm. undistracted, um, making sure that if you can eat outside or something that grounds you and grounds that process, because I think when we're back in the body, we're able to actually identify how we feel. And once we identify how we feel, this allows this process to move further. So Mm. I don't know whether we call that structure around eating, but Mm. that is going to be one of the top ones. Um, I think, I know this is going back to the basics, but, you know, making sure that your water's filtered and you're not having, you know, tap water because of all the pathogens and everything that's in tap water Mm. and chlorine. And we know like a lot of those things can affect the thyroid long-term and, you know, it has that follow-on effect. Um, Mm. In conjunction with that, I I love bone broth (laughs) for the gut. I'm yeah. a really big fan of, you know, food is medicine, as you yeah. are too, you yeah. know. So using components in the kitchen um, like bone broth, like culinary herbs, um, yeah. making sure that we're having enough oily fish and omega-3s within the diet, um, things that are anti-inflammatory within yeah. that process. Mm. Um, if the person can, you know, reduce or remove alcohol and I guess if we're talking about alcohol, we're talking about smoking as well and a lot of those kind of things. And, you know, I know it can be difficult in this day and age, but even the reduction of that really does help with a lot of this process. Because if we think about toxin load, you know, and the more our bodies has to process, the worse it is. Absolutely. So, you know, that's going to be another obvious one. But sleep is probably oh. the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I know it's these real foundational aspects, but yeah. people aren't doing them. No. You know, and 
yeah this yeah that's so important and this sleep has this funny inverse relationship because the better your gut health the better your sleep and the better your sleep the better your gut health so it's going to be one of those things that you know might be some a working progress until you're able to get to that extra level of health but yeah they're going to be probably my top five yeah and I like absolutely yeah and they're, they're simple things you know they're simple things we can all work on but they're simple, but they're big, you know, they're going to have big down the track. And I think when it comes to gut health and when it comes to nutrition, I think people need to understand it is a real slow burn, you know, it is a slow burn. Yes. It's, it's a lifestyle. It's something you don't, you don't do nutrition for three weeks or four weeks and then you're good. You do Mm. it every single day. And I think what I love about the points that you've mentioned is they're all very practical. So Mm. I think if someone was listening and you want to better your gut health, Take on these tips that Danny said, but do one a week. You know, do introduce one new thing a week until it becomes a part of your routine. And then by the end, at the end of five weeks, you've got five new gut loving habits that aren't just going to improve your gut, but they're going to improve the general health of your body and your mind. So, um, absolutely getting into that mindset of, slow and steady, slow and steady, take your time, one thing, one thing at a time equals big results so absolutely and it is the it is that slow burn we cannot go past that slow burn and I think you know we've been stuck in a world of quick results and we I I understand we want to see the result we want to do we want to do the action we want to see the result because that's telling us that we're getting somewhere but the payoff will come you know and what's five weeks like you said I mean five weeks how quick we're already at the end of February now so you know it just it's, time goes by so quickly, and I think like it does. That we all lead such busy lives, you know. Yeah. So when you first sit down and you're thinking, "Oh, five weeks or whatever it may be," that's a long time. Really, in the scheme of things, whilst you're going about your day, you're working hard, you're doing this, you're doing that, you know, implementing these little changes at the end of the day, it's not going to feel like it's been that long, you know, take the time for yourself. We all are doing chaotic things every day. Absolutely. One thing for yourself, like having your bone broth in the morning or whatever that may be and making Mm -hmm. sure you're getting eight hours of sleep at night. That's just something you're doing for you in amongst all the other things. So yeah. Yeah. And that's self-care. That's, that's true self-care. If you can give yourself that, that is, that is so foundational for this entire process. And in fact, I don't think you can do the rest unless you do this. There's no no point there. Not that there's no point, but there's, you're not going to get as big of a payoff. No. With supplements, with everything else, unless you implement these foundational aspects. Absolutely. 100%. In terms of nutrition, what are the do's and don'ts for gut health? Okay. Well, I guess it's going to depend on how severe that person is struggling, you know, and how severe their gut disorder is. You know, if we're talking something that's more severe, a higher intervention is going to be needed. Um, But, you know, if you're someone who's suffering, you know, with a lot of symptoms and whatnot, I guess the first thing that I would do is remove food intolerances that are causing you the distress. So if you know that dairy is causing you distress, if you know that gluten or whatever the process is or whatever the food is that is causing you that distress, remove it in the short term or keep that food diary so we can become aware of the symptoms that are present. And, you know, I guess a lot of people are quick to do 
food intolerance testing, but I, I actually prefer the process of getting into the body and getting yeah. to know what is causing you distress because if we're going and we're just jumping to food intolerance testing, we're not actually getting to you being in your body and listening to what is presenting at that time. And I don't know what your views are on food intolerance testing, but I just think there's a better way to do things. I agree. And I think at the end of the day, it always comes back to listening to your body knows exactly Mm. what it wants and what it needs. And I think Mm. we have come so far away from you know, being present and being grounded that we don't actually, we don't listen. We don't understand. Mm. I think that was a big part of me developing my journals because I Mm. think, you know, we live in this chaotic hustle culture, you know, we do. And I think because of that, it's taken us very much away from our body, our feelings, our emotions, what's going on internally. So the reason why I created the journal was to help bring people back into their body to be like, okay, what's going on with me? What triggers me? What makes me feel good? What doesn't make me feel good? So in terms of, you know, intolerances and looking at foods, coming back and and journaling about your meals and writing, keeping a food diary, because that's the best way to understand what you actually need. Yes, there are so many tests you can do. There's all this stuff. But I honestly truly believe that if we listen in, our Mm -hmm. body will tell us. Our body will tell us. So that's exactly, I'm I'm on the same page with you as um, those testings. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. And yeah, I I get it. We want that quick fix sometimes, but this is just, like you said, the the biggest payoff. And this is where those emotions and emotions tie into this process. You know, you can't have one thing without the other. And I guess that that is another do as well, you know, chew your food, sit with, I don't want to say unhealthy emotions, but sit with emotions that are, you know, difficult to sit through. Challenging, yeah. Yeah. Sit with those emotions because, you know, when we have repressed emotions, we're more likely to move to something that, you know, makes us feel good again, whether that's binge eating or other kind of practices that can keep us in this vicious cycle. So, you know, the emotional aspect is so much so more important than, yeah, a lot of other things when you're starting out. Yes. Yeah. You know, so yes, being present, chewing your food, um, under eating undistracted. Try not to drink a whole lot of liquids with your meals either, you know, because that can dilute stomach acid. Um, yeah. you know, if you can use bitters prior yeah. to meals, so whether that's apple cider vinegar prior to you know eating your food, or you know, you're using rocket through salads, or even you're putting lemon and apple cider vinegar through salads, things like that um you know with, to help with those digestive secretions um mm. and it, it seems like nothing but these little things have such a huge payoff absolutely you know and, and yeah I, I think there's nothing better than knowing that you're doing this stuff for yourself a hundred percent honestly I know a lot of the things we talk about are quite simple especially in terms of nutrition but mm. there is nothing better than knowing at the end of the day that you made all these aligned choices that are going to make you feel good and that's your brain like that does something to your mood just in itself you know 100%. without worrying about that gut brain connection like that actually makes you feel good you know it so does What are the little things that I can do? Because like you said at the start, Danny, we all know what our body wants. 
we all know what we should be doing in terms of <laughs> getting sunshine, drinking water, mm. exercising, all of that. We all know we should be doing those things. Um, and I think it's acknowledging what you already know, acknowledging and listening in and actually doing those things. They lead to big results, especially with your gut health. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we know what we should be doing, like you yeah. just said. And why aren't we doing those things? Is it that we're making these tasks so insurmountable? How can we make them easier? What yeah. is the first, and I always say lowest hanging fruit, what is the first small and smallest step that you can take today? Yeah. Not Monday, not next week, today. Yeah. You know, yeah. is that having a bottle near you and drinking enough water? Like the smallest, smallest steps will lead to, habit stacking because if you do one habit you're more likely to do the next habit and then the next habit and then all of a sudden you're doing all of these things and they just become second nature yeah they're just your new normal they're your new new normal yeah yeah and you're becoming that person that you want to become and you know making decisions from your future self what would your future self do and it sounds very like oh you know future self but it is so important to think like that because we are becoming that person exactly you know Always keep so, you want to be in mind. What would yeah. she do? How would she move about her day? Because that's Absolutely. what I want to become. Um, yep. There's nothing wrong with having that mindset and wanting to better yourself every day with little habits. So Absolutely. Yeah. Visualize that. <laughs> yeah. If you could give anyone like three foods to eat every day, like I know you did mention quite a few there, but mm. if you had like top three foods that – if someone mm. was like, okay, I'm going to start really focusing on my gut health, what would mm-hmm. those three things be and where would you place them in your day? I know I've said bone broth before, yes. but bone, the, the payoff for bone broth is huge yep. purely because of the amino acids and how much it decreases inflammation in the gut. Yep. Um, and there's beautiful things in there like yep. proline, um, glutamine, yep. hydroxyproline, all of those amino acids that help mm. link all in the – link together those gut cells so I guess it's quite it's not that it's difficult in summer drinking hot bone broth might be a little more challenging for some (laughs) so you know now there's beautiful brands that do either in the jar form powdered form you can add it to rice you can add it to your sauces you know and there's such beautiful flavors that you can just bring to these meals and you get the therapeutic therapeutic benefits as well so Amazing. You know, if it is warmer, add it to meals. If it is winter, wherever you are, obviously, slow mm. cooker. Yeah. Cook those bones and you just get such a wonderful result. Um, in conjunction with that, I think we also need a lot of omega-3s. Yes. Um, and I don't believe that we're getting enough of that through the diet. No. No. So obviously, you know, your avocados and your oily fish um are huge um Mm. but if you can include more like your nuts and seeds olive oils and really looking into the your cooking oils that's going to be huge as well um i i'm gonna say more meat (laughs) and i don't know whether that's slightly controversial for you know some people who have gut disorders because it is really difficult to digest some of these foods but even if you can start with the slow cooked type and again you 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 would make some beautiful recipes in the slow cooker, you know, so, such tasty recipes. And it's it's often a fantastic way for those to, you know, increase their vitamin stores as well, especially because of the heme iron in a lot of these products and, you know, and vitamins as well. Yeah. So they're kind of my top. 
at the moment again right. science is always changing and okay. you know yeah ask me again and we might continue to change yeah. but I just think those products are fantastic yeah. and you know really give us a therapeutic healing that we Amazing. need to begin that journey yeah. yeah I do notice such a big difference in my gut health when I incorporate bone broth into my yes. into my diet I actually do notice quite a difference in how it makes me feel and I think it's it also creates such a beautiful routine and it's yes. like self-care ritual it's like oh I'm doing this thing and it's good for my health and that makes me feel good about myself because yeah. I've done something today that I know is going to better my gut health my mental health and everything so um yes I definitely have Notice, and I've recently tried the um, I think Nutra Organics, they do the yes. in the jars, yes, um, and they're actually really yummy. And you can get Fantastic. like curd blends, you can get anti inflammatory blends. So, um, there's so many different ones on the market. So, um, yeah, have a yeah. look. And I think a good place to look is um, online Goodness Me, um, they have yes. all the different brands. So, if you do yep. want to try bone broth, um, yeah, that's a good place to look, but. Absolutely. I think, I think that gives some people definitely something to work with. Um, so just quickly, how does stress play a role in gut health and what mm-hmm. lifestyle practices should we be focusing on to mm-hmm. really calm that stress and, yeah, and at the same time support your gut health? Yeah, absolutely. So like we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, we've got this vagus nerve that governs gut to brain, brain to gut. So, you know, when the individual is chronically stressed, whether that is conscious or unconscious, you know, conscious being you saying, I am stressed, I have a lot of stresses, or unconscious being the body is inflamed, the body's unwell, the body's reacting to a lot of foods, and it's, you know, contributing to that underlying stress. This can obviously can uh, contribute to gut health through affecting digestion, slowing down this process and, you know, just affecting our digestion, our absorption and our assimilation of nutrients because stomach acid will be lower and, you know, we don't break down food as well. So I think if we're looking at practices, I will go back to what you've said just before about you creating this journal and getting to know your feelings, getting to know your emotions, having some kind of ritual throughout your day that you can try to do, you know, a few times a week, every day, if possible, whether that's journaling, whether that's going barefoot on grass, whether that's sitting in the sun with your coffee in the morning or, you know, whatever grounding practice you can have that allows for some level of self-reflection, I believe helps to lower stress in some way, shape or form. So. Yeah, I think I think that yeah, that's yeah. going to be the biggest thing that will tie this entire process together. Yeah, absolutely. I am so glad we've done this episode because I feel like we've really really touched on mm that mind gut connection and how your daily practices, how your lifestyle is actually Mm. contributing in such a big way. I Mm. feel like a lot of the other um, gut health podcasts that I've listened to have been so much about just the the bugs and and all the things going on internal and not much about this stuff. So I really hope that people can kind of look at this in a new light with a bit of a different perspective, um, you know, about the things they do every single day and how those things are actually implementing the gut and everything else going on. So Absolutely. thank you for shedding light on that. It's been, yeah, awesome. 
No, you are so welcome. And, you know, and that goes back to you and what you're doing for this community, you know, creating a journal, creating a place or that people can feel safe and, you know, allow their emotions to be yeah. written on paper because this is this is the healing journey. Yeah. And I love the fact that you get them to rip it out, burn it. Yeah. That, I, I just love that ritual. I just think yeah. it's such a, a process of releasing, Absolutely. you know, and repre- like releasing that repression and, you know, it's, it's so healing. We it's don't fantastic. need to hold on to anything. Like we really, no. we don't. And I think the biggest thing for me that I've learned throughout my journey is that we change and evolve all the time. Like month to month, we are a different version of ourselves. And I think Absolutely. that practice of journaling and, and letting it go and ripping it out, it's just it's it helps that process it helps you grow it helps you to develop into that person you want to be and and it really supports that process of that evolution journey of who mm. you are so i think you know like you said in every aspect learn to let things go learn to breathe and just you know watch how that is going to impact every other every other aspect of your life so absolutely yeah, no and yeah so good. I'm sure so where people... can everyone, yeah, where can everyone find you? Where do they come yes. and see all your amazing content? Um, and if they wanted to work with you, where would they come to find you? So Instagram, Danny Bullion Fitness or yeah. House of Holistic Health, both Instagram yeah. website. Um, yeah. And I run online and face-to-face consultations. Um, yeah. And, yeah, you can come and chat with me either through DMs or book in a discovery call. And I post a lot of content on there, just helping the community with, you know, things that come up in our health that aren't spoken about so much. So, so. Danny posts really awesome content. So go check that out. (laughs) A lot of really informative content. Um, So yeah, you've got a really great page. So I'll pop the links all in the show notes. So if you want to come and find you, they'll know where to come. Um, But thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom with us today around gut health and mental health. It's been really, really insightful and I appreciate Mm. your time. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I love, I absolutely love this topic and I love chatting with you. So thank you. Anytime. You You can come back anytime. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I'll never say no. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys, if you love this episode, please go ahead and leave us a review, share it on your stories and show me some love. It means so much to me. That is all for today. I will see you back here next week for more mood boosting goodness. Sending so much love to you all. And don't forget, you have the power to boost your mood. It's all in your daily routine. So go make today a good day. Bye.